I still got the bot or the can, so <coughs> fucking still got my cough. It's the first day of fucking summer, and I'm already sweating, <coughs> sweating my balls off. Day just down on summer was just like screw it, let's make it very humid and make everyone's life hell. So I torture myself to make you this content. You're welcome. The Honestly Lazy Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Stick back at it with another episode of the Honestly Lazy Podcast. Yeah, I I, I always screw up my intro. I don't know why, but um, back when our episode, you either watch this one or two ways, or a few ways, who the hell cares? You're either watching on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. There's different ways to watch it. Anchor.fm has all the links if you want to listen and not watch on YouTube. But either way, if you're a supporter of this shit, if you're a supporter of the podcast and you haven't liked or subscribed or followed or whatever the hell you do, or given it a rating, please do. It helps me out a lot. It makes me feel welcome to do this content. It makes me feel good about doing this content. I mean, if no one listened, I'd probably do it anyways because I'm fucking crazy and I talk to myself all the goddamn time. Excuse me. And yes, I will be coughing still because I cannot get rid of this fucking cough. I don't know what the hell it is. It's the weather or something, but I feel a lot better. I haven't been sick. And yeah, I'm still hacking up a fucking lung. I don't know. I'm not using up on my beer. I just want to say it's hotter than all balls in Canada right now like this. Today is a very hot one. It's like 7 o'clock at night when I'm recording this, and I'm fucking sweating buckies trying to get this through. So if you see me sweating throughout this whole thing, just deal with it. I just realized I didn't turn on my top light to film. That's why I was looking different. This was tripping me out. But um, whatever, the lighting's still good, so I'll talk quick, get through the intro, and then when I record the next part tomorrow, it'll just be back to its orange likeness because um, I have a great window right behind me. It's giving me a lot of light because I still haven't bought a ring light. I'll get to that, though, but... Yes, uh, shout out to everybody who still listens to the podcast, shout out to Bill, fucking asshole just hounded me before I started recording saying, go record, cause the lack of uploads is bullshit, Mandy even almost let me eat, but I'm now recording now, just cause Bill fucking hounded me, no, I actually wanted to record anyways, and uh, this is part of my two weeks, so, like I said, two weeks on, one week off, two weeks on, one week off, just easier for me, mentally and all that type of shit, and not draining myself, so this is my second week, and uh, Bill calls, tried to call me out and say it was fucking three weeks. He didn't know I uploaded last week, that motherfucker, but yes, you know, what can you do? Shout out to Bill, shout out to Brad, homie, shutting it down. Shout out to everybody who uh, is actually interested in buying the merch, the hat, I got t-shirts being made and all that type of shit. If you want to buy some merch, DM me on Instagram or something like that, I'll get something worked out for you. Um, you know, honestly, lazy merch, it's coming. It's coming because I need to make some money because I spent some money. Not not even anything nice either, which is the worst part of the whole fucking thing. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story. The beginning of the podcast, you know how it always is. just me shooting the shit. <laughs> Nothing really um, informative. And, um, you know, it's just a little story time. It's story time with your pally stick so you can just fucking deal with it. So last week... 
I had to go to the car dealership. I had to get my oil changed because I was well overdue for an oil change. Um, so I've, I have to go to a car dealership because back in 2018, I decided to buy a brand new car. I was sick of the used piece of shit who just always died on me. Plus, my last two cars, my first car was no 3 Impala. Cost me a lot of money just to keep the thing fucking running. And then the computer went out on it after I spent a bunch of money on it. And I was very sad. I missed that car. That was the probably the most comfy car you could ever drive. I mean, granted, it was a boat and in these gas prices, I would not fucking survive. But back when the gas prices were only like a buck oh five and we thought that was outrageous, that car was great to drive because it still wasn't that bad. Nowadays, the two bucks, I don't even want to know how much it would cost to build that son of a bitch. But um, that car side died because the computer chip. And then my mom gave me a station wagon in which um, the A-arm blew in it and almost put me into oncoming traffic. And oh, I pretty much almost died that day, but I survived tail to tail. Um, the most humiliating part about the second car was uh, it, I, it happened straight after work. And everyone I worked with was driving by and they were yelling shit at me like, Fuck you, huh? have fun being stranded. Which was really weird with all these people because all these people who were chirping me had, um, what's it called, oh, DUIs and were complete fucking losers and like had to get drives to work. That factory job was a fucking joke. And I shit you not, more people got dropped off because they had DUIs and actually drove to work. And they were chirping me like, how are you getting home? Is mommy and daddy driving you home? Like, how the fuck are you getting home? Are you going to suck somebody's dick? Are you going to sell some fucking crack? Like, you know, that, these were the type of losers I used to work with, and uh, I'm glad I'm out of that fucking place. But the A-arm did go out of that car, and, um, well, after that, I mean, the Impala was three years of, no, was it three years? It was a long time of, um, you know, building it and, like, getting it to work. Then it died, Just put some more money into it. Cracked the training case in it. Uh, the exhaust kept leaking. Um, the motor completely grenaded in it. That was a good time. And um, yeah. So as you can tell, that car was a piece of shit. But I still loved it. I had a lot of good times in that car. And a lot of good memories. But I'm not like one of those pussies in the country songs. Who's like, oh my god, it's really good times with this girl. And then the engine. And I just had to sell it. Because I miss her so much. No. My car, I was like, fuck, I can't afford another car. I was working at Tim Hortons at the time. And <laughs> I couldn't afford something nice because I was getting kicked out of my parents' place at the same time. So I drove that thing until, until it literally could go no more. When I moved into the highway house, where my car officially died was right across the highway from me. Like, it was the funniest fucking thing. Every day I'd sit there and drink beer and think, that's like right across. That's where my car officially died. Anyways, back to my story. I got off track there. Um, so, you know, me and my dad decided let's go do a car dealership. My buddy Steve actually got me a really good deal on a brand new car. He got me all the stuff like free oil changes, um, the warranty, a walkaway plan, all this type of stuff. They gave me all this just because uh, Steve was my buddy and he was a good worker there. So he was a good car dealer or car salesman. So. You know, um, he was, he, he really helped me out and I gotta give a shout out to Steve for always doing that because he didn't have to. I barely, I hadn't talked to the guy in such a long time and I knew he was working at a car dealership and like when I pulled up, it was like old times and he didn't like say, yo, what the fuck, we haven't talked in so long. He was just like, how's life? And you know, he really did help me out and 
you know, he got me a decent little car. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll probably see it later on in videos, but I'm not telling you what it is right the fuck now. But, um, you know, with every car, there's a bit of an issue. Even with brand new cars, there has been an issue. Nothing wrong with this car besides the day where I got uh, a flat tire. So I got a flat tire about two years ago. And um, this is when I started learning how much cars have really changed. So when I got this flat tire two years ago, um, I popped open my trunk. And I ripped over the th ripped up the thing, you know, where the tire should be and the jack and, you know, the tool to loosen up the bolts and all that type of shit. And there was no spare tire in there. No jack, no nothing. What I fucking got was, um, well, I had a an air pump with one of those foam kits. You know, one of those foam kits that you're supposed to put in. And then, you know, you're not supposed to drive too far. Uh, so, you know, me and my Uncle Dennis ended up pulling up because I figured <laughs> there's got to be another way to do this. Didn't think about going back and put, grab my winter tire, just bringing it and putting that on. But we figured, well, you know, it's just filled with foam. And then I'll take it to the dealership and we'll deal with it then. So, we put the foam in it. And I mean... The one thing you learn now is that when you put the foam, this this is the end story. Um, foam makes car vibrate. Which was literally what happened. The car started vibrating, but um, it was, my steering wheel started shaking while I was driving. So, you know, I decided, um, well, I guess I got to take her in the dealership. I had to get an oil change anyway. So, take her in, get an oil change, and they're looking at my tire. And the Kia dealership, oh, fuck, okay, the dealership is a Kia dealership, I'm not going to tell you which one, but it was a Kia dealership, um, the deal, fuck, I can't believe I just did that, the dealership literally, um, just, uh, they were good people, like, the guy who was helping me was a really nice guy and shit, but, at this specific place, I told him I was going on my front, my wheel was uh, shaking, and I had, a, I had a flat tire before, so I'm guessing it's that. And it wasn't even that. It wasn't the flat tires making my, my wheel shake. It was um, gunk built up on my, on the, uh, okay, I don't know anything about the cars. Caliper, fucking, on the wheel well, the wheel bearing, something in there like that. I don't know a lot about it, but, um. So they're like, oh, we'll grind it all off and your car should be as good as new. And I was like, great, man. That'd be great. Awesome. During the process, they bent my rim. Like the flat tire that was flat. They bent the rim. So, and then they bend the rim and then they come out to me and say, it's a, it's 300 bucks. To fucking get another rim. What? Are you fucking crazy? You guys just bent my rim. And you come up and say, oh, we know we, we fucking bent your rim. But um, I'm gonna, you're going to have to pay me 300 bucks. I almost just said, oh, I'll fucking take this, like, you know, a plant. And throw it at that brand new Kia Stinger and break the windshield. And then charge you 300 bucks fix it. It made absolutely no sense. So, I mean, I am literally sitting there 
battling with this guy. I'm like, I'm not fucking paying you 300 bucks. Like, you bent my rim. Yeah, but that's the only way you can do it. I'm like, I'm not fucking paying you. You bent my rim, you motherfucker. I was... <laughs> it got to the point where I got so fucking... Just like, I'm giving up on fucking life. I just said, well, it, well, fuck my car if you... If I drive it. And he's like, no, no, it'll be fine. He's like, if we put on the back, you feel a little bit of vibration. Okay, fine. Put on the fucking back. I don't want to deal with you guys anymore. So... We put on the back, and I started driving it. A little bit shaky. Just a little bit shaky. But, winter around the corner, and my winter tires were shit. So my logic was, I'm going to drive the winter tires all winter, and I'm going to drive them all summer, and then when it comes winter time again, I'm going to get some new rubbers for my car. <coughs> Excuse me. For my, um, my, my, um... Uh, my car get some new winter rubber so that's what i did i drove those things and they were pretty much bald as fuck by the time i got to the winter time again and it just all kind of worked out so this year two years later down the fucking road i finally put my summers back on and i and that fucking vibrating is back but i mean it's fucking vibrating and i'm like mm, that's not good so you know i drove it for a bit <laughs> bad as it sounds but my car needed another service so a week ago i call in and i get <clears throat> you know my service i call in say i need a service done blah 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 i bring it in so on last friday i pull in to this dealership i tell them yeah i'm here for an oil change but my car's vibrating one of the tires in the back i i think what i i i know one of the rims is bent well is it vibrating right when you start it? Or right when you start going? I'm like, no. No, but it's like at 60 to like 80 kilometers. It'll start. And then by 120, which, you know, I know. Ooh, don't do that. By 120, um, you know, it gets pretty bad. So they were like, oh, okay. Well, extra 40 bucks will balance your tires. That's probably it. I was like, fine, fuck it, do it. So I sat there and waited for an hour and a half. For them to come out and pretty much say... It was a bent tire, so we'll price you a brand new rim. I was like, okay. Already know, and I'm not dealing with this fucking dealership. The last guy charged me 300 bucks, and I didn't do it. I'm not doing it for this one either. So, um, you know, fucking two hours in there, I finally get my car, and I'm gone. But before I was leaving, the guy said, oh, we fixed your trunk too. There was a recall on it. So when I'm leaving, I'm like, oh, that's okay. And I click my button. And my fucking trunk doesn't work in my car now. I send the car in to get it fixed. And it comes out even more broken. Like, this is a fucking joke, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, what the fuck is this? My girlfriend's like, go right back in there. And I was like, if I go back in there, I'm hugging a fucking plant through their goddamn window. I'm going to chill for a bit. So I left, you know. I'm going to call him back and be like, fucking fix my trunk. Don't really use my trunk anyways, but I fucking, I, I was like, are you shitting me? Also, on top of the fact, they were charging me like 200 bucks for a fucking rim again, so fuck up. I called a place, right? I called a place that my dad knows in in uh, Oshawa, uh, like tires and safeties, um, you know, Dwayne saved my fucking life. This guy, I called him right when I got home from this dealership and I was fucking mad. He not only found me a rim right away, he said I had one in stock. He said, get here in an hour and I'll have it done as fast as I can. Fucking beautiful, man. 
By the way, the dealership caught, paid, charged me 132 bucks for this fucking tire balance that didn't need it. Just tell me my rim was fucked, so fuck that and fuck that place. So when Dwayne called actually another dealership about a, a steel rim, they were like $400. Dealerships are the biggest fucking $400, like maybe a hundred bucks. Okay, yeah, that's a little bit scuzzy, but I'll pay $400 for one steel. It's a, it's a fucking basic car. It's not even a Mustang. It's not even anything nice. It's a fucking basic ass car and you're trying to charge me fucking $400 for it? Oh, hell no. I'm not fucking paying that at all. I will tell you to go fuck yourself every single time, you fucking scumbags. So, when they took my rubber off my beautiful car. So, the foam was still in it. Which blows my mind. How in the hell did they bend my rim and keep the foam fucking in the car, in the tire? It didn't make sense. At this point, I was just like, oh my god, I am fucking so stupid. Dwayne literally said, you do need a rim anyways. So, you know, I'm going to give you brand new rubber and everything. Gave me the deal of a lifetime. Just because he had the stock. He was like, I'm going to help you out tremendously right now. And like for 150 bucks, I got a brand new tire with rubber on it. Where Kia was trying to charge me $400 plus 120 probably a fucking hour for them to put the rubber on. 150 bucks and it was done. And I waited less than I did at the dealership. So, moral of the story, kids, is, you know, brand new cars are a great thing. I'm not chirping you everybody. Like if you need a nice new, just fucking do the payment plan if you can afford it. They're very helpful. You get like a good warranty and shit like that. You're fine. But don't fucking do, don't, don't help those clowns out. Get your oil changed there. D fucking everything else, go somewhere else. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not sure if every dealership's like this, but my parents have had issues with dealerships. My brother's had issues with dealerships. And now I have officially had an issue with the dealership. So fucking, I don't know. Figure out loopholes to your warranty. Because like, 400 bucks for a steel rim? Go fuck yourself. I mean, it doesn't matter anyways, ladies and gentlemen, because I, like, Trudeau's bill, fucking C11 or whatever, the censorship of social media and shit, that just passed today in the one thing. Like, it still has to go through the commons or something like that, but it passed, which, I mean, I can say whatever fuck I want, and if this really does pass, I'm definitely going to say wherever the fuck I can until I get back, because, like, if this bill passes, the honestly lazy podcast is, is done. It's finito. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I will literally bash Trudeau on purpose. Because I already don't like the guy. But if he's going to try to censor my social media and shit like that, he's a, you know. I look at him as just a big baby. He, he kind of reminds me of Randall from Recess. Who just, like, rats everything out and, like, tries to get everyone in trouble. Because he's too pussy to deal with things himself. I don't know. Um, but Kia, the dealership I went to was garbage. And I'm not bashing Kia. Like, great car. I love the car. And, you know, they actually do make really good cars. The dealership, though, is what I had a fucking problem with. But um, it doesn't matter. Because I'll be censored if this shit really does pass out of the comments. I'm going to talk more about it. But all I can think is, fuck Trudeau. 
you're going to censor me. I'm going to bash you as much as I can. I'll do live streams and bash you as much as I can. I I'll be the next Alex Jones for Canada. Except I won't say that the they're putting shit in the water that's turned into frogs gay. And if they are, I mean, I'm still <laughs> straight. And if I turn gay, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm, I'm gay. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, I don't know. This is a weird intro. It's a story time for the intro of the podcast. And it's just fucking weird. I'm sorry, guys. I try my best in the intro. But, um, we'll just keep this shit rolling. Well, this past week was, um... The beginning of summer, as I said, the first day I recorded was actually the first day of summer. But there's one thing that the old me, the old teenage me, always loved about the first day of summer. And I'm sure all the skateboarders and everything will prove. It's um, J- June 21st is always go skate day. And um, when I was a skater, that was a big impact in my life. And it's crazy. I never got these, these opportunities that all these kids are doing nowadays like during go skate day this year my buddy at work Aiden was showing me clips of downtown Toronto the Sky Dome 13 legendary skate spot somebody fucking tray flipped that which is a 360 shove with a kick flip it's very hard to do on flat ground and he, this man did over 13 stairs that um I wouldn't even bother to try to fucking ollie over like Sometimes I almost just fall down them when I try to walk down the Skydome 13. This guy just tray flipped it. And um, the crowds during Go Skate Day, I always loved every year when I was a skateboarder. Because I was from a small town shit, nothing too crazy ever really happened. I did one year at uh, the Curtis Skate Park. They had a Go Skate Day competition. And, you know, a couple people came out. A couple good skaters came out and, uh, few tricks were landed. My brother was insanely good at skateboarding at that time. And he was landing some crazy shit that day. Um, my, and, um, you know, it's just the vibe of like, I remember like even going and skating around my hometown and eat, like all, meeting up with all my buddies. And it's like, it's go skate day. And it was just the energy of the whole day was just non-stop. If there's one thing I miss about skateboarding the most, it is literally like pulling up to a skate park and being so excited and having that energy all fucking day of just like, what am I going to do? Like someone's trying something crazy. Like my brother, sometimes I'd just sit down and walk. I'd skate for a bit and I'd just sit down and watch because my brother would try something new every single time we went to a skate park. Curtis... Like, Curtis has this three block there. It's pretty big. And my brother did everything he could down it. Kick flip, switch front shove, switch flip, switch heel, switch back heel on a broken board. His fucking to-go, his warm-up trick was a switch back one. And by the way, if you don't know skateboarding at all, just skip this part of the podcast. This is what I'm just going to be talking about. It's just skateboarding. Because I've been meaning to talk about skateboarding for a while on this. And I never have. So I really want to talk about it because it was a big part of my life. It's how it's literally what got me into filming. Um, You know, it showed me rap music that got me into music. You know, skateboarding was such a big part of my life. It was really shitty when skateboarding ended for me. And it didn't end because, oh, I got injured and shit. Literally how skateboarding ended for me and my crew is uh, they decided to smoke pot every single fucking day and stop skating. And then the crew just kind of disintegrated. Right after high school, you know, like, you know, 
people went off to college and there's a little bit of the crew left, but you know, we'd go down to the skate park to hang out and they we'd all just go and all the buddies would just smoke weed and I'd drink, you know? It was a sad it was a sad realization because I I remember the few big last big skate sessions with all these guys and um and then just one day it was gone. Like go down to the skate park and it, I mean Orno skate park was the fucking is a shitty park, don't get me wrong, but we did everything we could with it and then the vibe just kind of was gone. You know, like people were skating less and less and then it was like I went down one day to skate and nobody showed up and it was dead. Like literally that, like, like things like go skate day were amazing to me back in the day. Cause like it was just nonstop energy. And then like when I was at a time where there was a little, little, um, company that a buddy of ours started called Kush Farts. I know dumb name, but like it was getting traction really quick and it was the Bowmanville crew, the Curtis crew, the, uh, like the Orno crew, like all these crews. And, and we would just film and film and film, send this guy and he send the videos to this guy and he'd put them on a website, Kushfarts, like wordpress.kushfarts.com, you know? And, um, he would upload it and, you know, it was kind of giving us a way to go. And, um, they had this thing cause you know, everyone loved like the barracks is like fucking way bigger than when I used to watch the barracks every single day. But when I was skating, the barracks was like not as big as it was, but they had this thing called battle at, at battle at the barracks, which are still doing. I think they had their finals actually on go skate day this year. And I'm not sure what number they're on now. When I saw it, it was like, I think four was the last one I watched three or four. Um, and, um, so the guy did battle at Bowmanville and I mean, fucking, that was an experience of a lifetime because the craziest part was the Orno boys besides me. I was the fucking, I, my first year, cause there was a few years of doing it. My first year I was out my first fucking round <laughs> and, um, uh, my no, I was out my second round. My second year, I got beat in the first round. I think it was kind of rigged. I think they wanted their Bowmanville buddy to win more. He beat me on a fakey, fakey 360. And I did it. But they said I kept revert, like pivoting too much. Which I was like, what the fuck? He did it the exact same way. But they got me on it. And we were at, he was at SKAT. And he fucking got me with a fakey 360. But I mean... It was crazy because I, I was like, oh, I wonder how good the Orno crew is compared to all these guys at flat ground. And the Orno crew got to the fucking last round. I'm not sure if my, like, I remember my buddy Lozon was in the, the fucking final round. I'm not sure if it was the final round or not, but he landed a 360 inward heel fucking bolt. And he was just shooting this thing out like throughout the whole day. And he was like, I'm going to land this today. And he fucking did. I remember when he landed it, he, this was the final trick that beat this kid. And I remember a lineup of kids, like high five, and I'm like, "Holy shit! I can't believe you just did that." And um, 
like my like there was like I fucking cameras everywhere. Like I and it sucks because you can't find it anywhere on YouTube anymore. But there was foot a shit ton of footage of this day. Like that skate park and Bowmanville is not a good skate park at all. Like I I'm not a big fan of it. it kind of fucking sucks actually. But we had that place fucking packed, man. Like well they did. I I was just there skating and shit. And like my brother won best trick on the on the pyramid. He did a Nolly bigger spin, back bigger spin uh, over it. Like up the one side to the other, like the corners, uh, over the corner, off the I guess off the lip. And uh, he won a pair of shoes from that that actually fit him. Um, I think I won. No, they were just doing a merch thing. I got like a poster. It was a Quicksilver poster. It wasn't anything cool. Like, fuck, yeah, basic Tony Hawk, Quicksilver. And, um, but uh, that was, that was a sick day. I never, that's when I realized how crazy the fucking crew was. And um, it's, it's cool to this day because a few guys still from the Orno crew still skate. And they're really good. Like, Will Phil has actually been in magazines and shit now. And he's out in Toronto filming every single week. He's been on trips and stuff. He's killing it. Shout out to Will Phil. That man is fucking insane. Um, I used to film him all the time. And um, like me and our buddy Andy Ellis would film him together. And my buddy Ryan Lozon is insanely good. I'm not sure where he is now. He's doing good. Very talented flat ground skater. And everyone else just kind of went off and did their own thing. Me and my brother, like my brother still thinks about getting back into skateboarding. And I wish he would. But um, there's a, there's like a, a point in time with skateboarding where it's like, um, I love it, but I can't hurt myself. You know, my brother had no problem back in the day, fucking switch healing the nine stair at Ashbridge's Bay for Neem Williams at the Shake Gen demo. Which we went to. I got to meet Beagle and shit. But I watched him. We went up to Midland. Because he was living up there at one point. We went up to that skate park. And he bunted away from ollieing a fucking four stair. I'm the same way. I can't ollie like a three stair anymore. Um, I don't think I can do half the shit I used to be able to. First of all, I fucking gained. I was like 150 back then. I'm like like fucking two, 210 now. I'm fat as fuck. There's no way I'm doing what I used to do. And if anything, I'm skating flat ground and my kickflips will be rolled like no other. But uh, two of the guys still skate. Like Lozon, Will Phil still skate. I see a couple of the guys I used to skate with still out killing it. I talk to guys like, you know, my work is still up the skate park. And I drop names from skate. Because we knew fucking everybody from every skate park at one point. That were the locals. Like if we were in our area, Curtis Bowmanville... I wouldn't really say Oshawa. It was more Curtis and Bowmanville and Orno. Um, like, we knew the locals. I started dropping some names, and apparently some of them still fucking skate, which I say good for them. But, to my brother, uh, making money and having a job is more important. That's where I really feel like... He always told me, and it really sucks, because he was really good, but he said there was just a point where I didn't want to learn anymore, and um, I did enough. And he was like, and I can't really hurt myself anymore. Like, you know, if I hurt myself, I'm out of work for like six weeks. 
And that's not bad. That's not good for my card payment and shit. So, you know, I've missed skateboarding so much. But you know what? I'm glad Go Skate Day is even more fucking sick than it used to be. Watching the footage from yesterday, the double stare at CIBC guy fucking front shove bolts landed that shit so clean. Guy tray flipping the Sky Dome 13 so clean. You know, everyone just going for it. I've never been to those type of experiences. I really wish I could. Maybe one day when when Go Skate Day hits a Saturday, I'll fucking roll out and try to find and watch some uh, good skating. But, um, you know, it's skateboarding was just always a different fucking thing for me. It was like, especially in high school and shit, you know, you're a pissed off fucking puberty going through kid. Skateboarding just kind of calmed me down, you know, from the bullshit, from girls not liking me and all that type of shit. Like, skateboarding was always there. And, um, you know, cheers to skateboarding. And, I mean, skateboarding and beer, like, it fucking goes hand in hand, honestly. Every skate park, there's always people drinking beer. Um, when I went and saw Shake John Lizard King drinking beer, I mean, you know... A lot of these guys would drink beer and just fucking go land a tray, nolly tray over a 14 stair, you know? It's just the way it is. But um, to all the skaters out there keeping it alive, fucking sick. I'm going to get back into it. I bought a board, just um, don't have time to really do it right now. So cheers to everybody. I hope you guys had a good skate day. And um, hopefully one year I'll do it again. Honestly Lazy Podcast. You know, every single job has a type of loyalty of workers. Some some workers show their loyalty by just showing up every single day and then just kind of quitting. Uh, some employees just, you know, try to work their way up in the company. Some employees just, um, just work there every single day, you know? And, um, you know, every job after so many years, they usually give a little bit of an appreciation type thing to their employees, uh, you know, like in fucking five years, <coughs> I'm sure <clears throat> companies give people maybe an extra day off, like an extra vacation day or something like that, or they'll give them, I don't know, a little something, something that, you know, thank you for working here for five years, doing a great job, maybe a nice little watch or something like that, you know, when it hits like 10 years and 20 years and 30 years, shit kind of starts... You know, kind of start expecting more from your um, management type stuff. You've been there for a long time. You know, I've noticed even at my work, uh, you know, if you show up and you work hard, they really do appreciate you and they try to uh, show their appreciation for you in different ways. You know, even at five years or something, I'm sure companies give you a wage or or, uh, an increase in rate or something like that. But Burger King... Oh, like Burger King, I just saw this video on Six Buzz. I was going to play the video, but the audio isn't the best, so I just did a list of everything that Burger King did to this guy. Burger King, to a man who worked there in 26 or 27 years without missing a single day, they did him dirty. If you ask me, he, he had to literally work there every single day because fast food restaurants pay you bullshit. And. You can become management or you can become a supervisor in fast food places 
and they will they won't even give you a dollar more I've worked I worked at fast food for seven years and I watched people were like oh man I'm gonna work my way up in the company and they went to supervisor and I'm like oh, how much more are you making me and it was like fucking 50 cents like fast food is um well it's a big debate you know fast food is a job for a lot of people say it's you know it's meant for teenagers to get a little bit of pay so they can go buy beer start understanding the world of taxes and stuff like that some people say fast food is like you know just a startup job i worked at fast food for seven years and um i and i'm literally saying i fortunately got out it was very hard for me to get out of there and find a job i mean that's a shitty thing about fast food is that um you know sometimes we get stuck there like if all you have is fucking you know tim hortons on your resume Nowhere will take you. So I luckily got out. And I mean, my job is nothing special. I work in a fucking factory. So it's not like a biggest deal or anything. But my company does better than this. Like, my company treats my guy, like, the people pretty damn good when it comes to, like, you know, five years, ten years and stuff like that. They usually do something pretty, pretty cool to, like, you know, show their appreciation. But Burger King, showing this man, after 27 years of not missing a day... Probably because you need to work every day to have a basic living because the ray of fast food is horseshit. Burger King did this man disgustingly dirty. So after 27 years, not missing a day, what does Burger King give this man? I'm going to give you the list right now. This man got one movie ticket, a bag of Reese's Pieces, a Starbucks fucking plastic cup that looks like he can get destroyed in fucking two... Like, if you just drop it wrong, it'll just fucking smash and be broken. Some linear thing, you know, the, the, the key thing, you know, that probably has Burger King all fucking over it. Um, gave him two pens that probably have Burger King all over it. Two fucking keychains and two packs of Lifesavers. For 27 years not missing a day. You know why you should You know what they should give him 27 years? Like, they should give him a livable pay. Now, I don't know. 27 years for all I know. That guy's making more than me in the Burger King thing. And all he's doing is flipping burgers every single fucking day. But, at the same time, a lot, like I say, a lot of people are kind of saying, Oh, it's just a beginner job and shit. Bro. All those people who say that have never worked fucking fast food. That place can be as, like the most miserable fucking place. When I worked at Tim Hortons, I have horror stories where I literally, you know how they always say the customer is always right? I never agreed to that. And uh, when customers started yelling at me, I never said I'm sorry, I'll try and make it better. I would yell at them. And I mean, every single day, these fucking poor guys who work, who literally, by the way, Fast food employees sometimes start at like 4 in the morning so you can have your fucking coffee in the morning. Now, I'm not saying Burger King does that, but fast food people start at 4 in the morning so you can have your coffee just for you to get mad and say you want your money back. Grow the fuck up. It's a fucking fast food place. Don't get angry about your stupid food. Just take it and go. You know how many times I've gone through a drive-thru and I come home and I'm missing like fucking five things? Okay, that's an exaggeration. I don't even order five things. But I'm missing like two things. Or they screw up the size of my fries. Or they give me the totally wrong burger. I don't even drive back. I'm just like, well, fuck. That kid's having a rough day. 
Or that kid is very, very, very hungover. And I don't even blame him because it's like you have to be hungover or stoned to work at a fast food place. It's just absolutely miserable. I will say my experience in fast food was fun for a few years when I had all my buddies working with me when I was in high school. But after high school and everyone got big boy jobs and quit and I was still stuck there, I fucking wanted to blow my brains out and I started showing up hungover. I didn't smoke weed, so I just showed up hungover a lot. I was responsible in that way. But I mean, even in my place, because uh, like, I was a, I was part of a travel plaza, so I was like on the side of the 401 stuff. Even there, they would actually like, on your five year, like they didn't give me anything extraordinary but they would give you some decent shit like same i'm pretty sure he did get like for my five year right you know i never got my five year because i quit a few times to go do other no only once i quit once to go do a summer job but like in your five years they would give you like a movie pass they would usually give you like in a fuck i don't know maybe a 10 cent raise or something like that unless you were working away from the company um they would usually give you free food vouchers they would usually I'm pretty sure, like, once you start working your way up, they would give you, like, $100 gift cards to, like, the keg and stuff. Um, like I said, it wasn't anything too crazy. I saw at my work a guy, I'm not 100% how long he was working there for, but they gave him a pretty nice watch for working there for so long. You know, usually they post a bulletin saying, you know, this guy's been working here for fucking such and such years, congratulations. You know, when people quit... They never did this for me, by the way, but when people quit, they would all sign a car and give it to them. When I quit, they were like, get the fuck out. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Uh, but I had um, a love-hate relationship with a few of the higher-ups when I left. Um, a lot of them were probably very happy to see me leave, especially by the end. But when I left, I started growing out the beard, so... They were forcing me to wear beard nets, and I, like, you know, sometimes would take it off because it was driving my ears nuts, like crazy, having that. And, okay, fucking ironic now that I wore a mask for two years straight, where the same thing was happening. But I, like, wore a beard net for fucking, like, I don't know, four months, and I would sometimes be like, fuck, I'm not putting on. And I worked, like, 4 a.m. shifts, so there was, like, no management there until 7, so I didn't wear it for the first, like, half of my shift. It was great. <laughs> but, um, like, <laughs> Burger King is a multi-billionaire company, and, uh, I'm, for all we know, and for all I honestly know, it's not even Burger King, it's, like, the fucking manager, or whoever the fuck owns the building, that's, the, it's them, it's not even the company themselves, but I, I hope to God, Burger King themselves, like, see this video going viral, and I hope they give them something fantastic. I, I hope, like, this guy has a nice pension, 27 years, I hope he will be able to retire and have a decent life by me, like, fucking, oh, geez, 27 years of my life here, you know, I had to work a lot of weekends, <laughs> I missed a lot of fun parties and stuff because I had to come here, and, uh, what do I get, two packs of fucking lifesavers and a pen, two pens, just in case I lose the first one, huh, I guess my... Eight mile career is going to start great. And thank you for the keychains and Langier, just in case I uh, lose my keys to uh, unlock this place in the fucking morning. It's just a joke. And thank you for the Starbucks cup. You can't even give me a cool little Burger King cup. You give me a fucking Starbucks cup. 
This man's probably like, I don't even fucking drink. I can't afford Starbucks because Burger King doesn't pay me enough. But hey, at least my dinner tonight is Reese's Pieces. Fucking Christ. Okay, I'm not bashing the guy. I'm sure he's making a decent salary after 27 years. And if he's not, fuck Burger King for fucking him around like that. And fuck the manager for giving him a shit pay. Because after 27 years, I don't care what you say. After 27 years at one job, you should be able to like have a have a house or an apartment, not have to worry about uh, you know starving, not having to. I mean, he works at Burger King, so if he really starves, he's set. Just steal some fucking potatoes and some friend or some uh, burgers and some less and tomato. He's set. 27 years to give him lifesavers. Fuck that. I'd start stealing everything. <laughs> I'd steal. I'd be like, oh, that, that, I'm on Tilted. That 20's going in my pension. <laughs> Fucking Christ. But uh, no matter where you work for 27 years, like, give him something. Give him a fucking 50-inch TV. Give him, like, a, you know, like, fuck that. You know, if you work 27 years and you don't miss a single fucking day, they should give him, like, two weeks paid vacation wherever he wants to go, an 80-inch TV... Because Burger King, like, fast food fucking sucks that bad. And, um, I don't know. <laughs> a pension. That is 27 years into it. That's what they should give him. And to all you guys who have the big boy jobs that are making like $40 an hour and shit and say, well, we don't get any of that. You make fucking $40 an hour, alright? You're doing fine life. You make good choices. Some of us can't get to that fucking part in our lives. So go buy your own. I shouldn't say that either. All those guys who make $40 an hour. I'm sure you worked your way up to your $40 an hour. Or you brown-nosed the shit out of someone. But I guarantee you it's more of uh, you actually worked hard and got to where you are. So, you know. No matter what you make in life, the way I look at it now, no matter how much you make in life, you gotta have fun. And, um... And honestly, these companies need to start recognizing their employees. I see it everywhere. They don't even give a fuck. And like, that's an example right there, Burger King. You don't give a fuck about your employees. They're just a number and make sure you make your money. I would, like, if I was him, fuck up every order. I would fuck up every single order that day and for the rest of that week. Just, uh, just so you know, I'm fucking up every single order. order. I'd make sure I was on a mop and I'd go sit in the bathroom on my phone. And just watch YouTube all day and be like, fuck you. I've been here for 27 years. I got the most... I got more seniority than the fucking manager here, bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck. 27 years and that's what he gets. It's disgusting. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. That will do it for this episode of the Honest Ladies Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Because... I enjoy talking about it. This is a good thing to do. I love it. I love recording. I love doing everything that I do in this tiny little office. I really should move the camera so I can decorate a wall. I mean, I got my whiteboard that I do to my ideas on with my sticker. I got a beer fridge right there. But, um, yeah. Um, like I said at the beginning, if you made it this far, might as well subscribe to the channel. We will be doing live streams very soon. I've been busy every single fucking weekend, so I can't do it. Last week, I couldn't done a Sunday. Fucking too long over. Um, gotta stop that drinking. I keep saying, oh, I'm going to use a bunch of drinking. Fuck, it's hard. <laughs> Especially in summertime when it's so fucking hot out. He's got to drink. Because what the fuck's water?
But um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, it's your boy Stick. Check out all my social medias in the description down below. Twitter, Boy Stick channel. Instagram, Boy Stick. Um, I don't know what else to say. Shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to people who keep supporting. Merch dropping soon. All right, that'll do it. I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Uh, peace. Honestly Lazy Podcast. <laughs>